Goosebumps number 21, Go Eat Worms by R.L. Stein. Homework was never this gross before. They're creepy and they're crawling. They're totally disgusting. Obsessed with worms? That's putting it mildly. Todd is, is so fascinated with worms, he keeps a worm farm in his basement. Most of all, Todd loves torturing his sister and her best friend with worms, dropping them in their hair, down their backs. Until one day after cutting a worm in half, Todd notices something strange. The rest of the worms seem to be staring at him. Suddenly, worms start showing up in the worst places for Todd. In his bed, in his homework, even in his spaghetti. What's a worm? <laughs> Keep going. What's a worm lover to do when his own worms are starting to gross him out? <laughs> Listener, beware! You're in for a scare. Nice kids. They're gonna love Dark Falls. <laughs> point welcome to welcome to dead Go eat worms exclamation yes, point i love it i absolutely love it i love a good exclamation point look what god has did i love a good exclamation mark mm, exclamation point wow this is this is when i think of goosebumps mm -hmm. this is one of the ones that pokes out for me in my brain yeah poke poke like poke it out like your back it's one work. of our, mo our most worn and weathered books because i used to keep it in my desk in fourth grade oh girl i used to hide at my desk all year round for like reading time or whatever what's your name what's my name yeah my name is Daniel Montgomery. What's yours? I'm Matthew Scott Montgomery, and you're listening to Welcome to Deadcast. Thank you for listening, you guys. We're the Terror Twins. Thank you for listening. We really appreciate it. I wanted to read a little review that we got on iTunes. By all means. It was posted on December 5, 2015. You'll die of laughter, says Beastu22. When I started listening to Welcome to Deadcast, I had no idea I'd be falling on my elbows and knees each episode in laughter and fright. Gather your favorite friends with red hair and blue eyes. Put on your best oversized yellow t-shirt and faded jeans and settle in for the horror of Welcome to Deadcast. The Terror Twins take you on a hilarious deep dive into the twisted world of jovial Bob's Goosebumps series. Their serious passion for the books and television show come through in their expert analysis and Aww. horrifying summaries. They're sure to dig up 90s nostalgia from beyond the grave. Listener beware, you're in for more than just a scare. That's so sweet. I know. That's so kind. Thank you, Beastu22. I don't know about you, but I'm feeling Beastu22. Oh my gosh, Beastu my heart. <laughs> Email my heart. Oh my Gosh, everybody's doing emails. Thank you so much for listening right now, you guys. Yeah, we and, and thank you for all of your feedback. We've been getting just the best. Yeah, if you want to like stalk us or whatever on on the internet, uh, I'm Matthew underscore Scott underscore Montgomery on Instagram, and I'm iRobot Eugene on Twitter, and I'm Danny Max seven six nine on both of those. So thank you so much for listening, and have a great day, you guys. Bye. Thanks for listening. Tune in next time if, if you, you dare. dare. <laughs>
Yeah, so this is Goosebumps number 21. 21. Woo! Wow, we're legal now. I know, right? Now we can drink. Let's grape talk about, drink. Let's talk about, speaking of grape drink, let's talk about this cover. So the cover, this is the original cover of the book released in July, July 1994. Good, that was a good guess. Yes. Um, it is uh, a dark, dark purple, like, mm. a, like a gorgeous purple. I'm feeling myself. And like robin's egg blue. Wow. Thank He's you. going there. The cover of it is um, a bunch like, of fat purple rubbery looking plasticky worms i ain't never seen no worms like this before and i i, I kind of just it doesn't look very realistic to me the cover of this one because i it's, still love it though yeah it's it's these shiny grape purple worms confound it all i love it so sticking through these pages of uh yellowy pages of math homework which are so perfectly written in denelian and there is some like you know division and multiplication i remember at one point looking at the cover of this book and doing all the math problems i just i just had the book. same thought this was we used to treat our books with the utmost respect. But I remember you let somebody borrow this book. I did. It's Who borrowed it? Michael. Michael Wallace. Wallace. I let yeah. Michael Wallace borrow it because I wanted to impress Michael Wallace. And he didn't give it back for quite some time. He didn't, and it came back a little weathered and worn. And I and I felt ashamed. Now I feel the opposite though. Now I pride myself on like weathered and worn Goosebumps books. Like like the Haunted Mask is the one that's the most weathered and worn. And yes. it's my favorite. So you know what, what we're I mean? saying is, if Michael Wallace, if you're out there. <laughs> Thank what you. I'm saying is, is what, what I'm, I'm saying. saying. Michael Wallace, do you think I'm cool yet? Michael Wallace. Michael Wallace, please. Anyway. If you can find Michael Wallace, email us at welcome to deadcast at gmail.com. Promise. Or if you just want to say hi, email us at welcome to deadcast at gmail.com. Well, thank you so much for listening, guys. Have a great 2016. If you dare. Okay, so <laughs> let me just let me just preface, let me preface all this by saying, um, as you guys know, if you've listened before, I reread these books when I was 16. I gave a, a grade on the top inner corner of, like, the book or whatever. This is not the best Goosebumps book that we've you ever guys, read. it's not the in best. In fact, I think it's hot trash. And I say that with the absolute dearest love in my heart because you guys know how I feel about these books. You know how I feel about Jim and Bob. But what I will say is the Goosebumps television episode that corresponds with the book of this is one of my favorite of the entire it is, series. It's one of, it's and it's my like, favorite, too, hands it's down. Like, head above water better or whatever some 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 phrase it's so much better than the book it is so much better than the book it's one it's one every every detail and how they do the television episodes is is 10 times better than how they do Uh, that's that's i was thinking i was thinking that earlier today just in the shower just thinking about this were worms coming out oh seek no, I'm definitely going to be fuck. There's stuff from this TV episode that, that we I quote say on every a, day. Every single day. And I think this is one of the best TV episodes that we have. Well, that's what I was going to say. I th- this I think this TV sh- TV episode is the best one of the best I can't say the best, but it's one of the best adaptations of the books and improves upon the book. It improves. That's what I was trying to say earlier. So much more. It improves every way. And when I reread so the book. so well done. When I reread the book, Dan I, I was disappointed it wasn't like the, when I rereading the book, I was disappointed it wasn't like more like oh, a TV yeah, show. Oh yeah, because the TV show's so it's a bust. It's a bust. This one's kind of fucked up. It's a, it's a thin line between some really weird shit goes down that you're like, what? But, and it's also like kind of boring and it's it also like. It is kind of boring. I was bored. There ain't no, they're not a, there's not a likable person in this book either. You so think? we'll barrel through the book and we'll, we'll explain what a weird, terrible book it is and we'll giggle and laugh and tickle all the way through it and then we'll talk about the masterpiece that is the TV episode. Fantastic. Worms are nature's perfect creatures. Worms crawling, worms crawling. Yeah. The sound of goosebumps will make you shout. Yeah. Worms are your food. Gross. And in your hair. 
Watching all new Goosebumps if you dare. Next Saturday at 9 a.m. on Fox Kids. So our protagonist is Todd Barstow. Now this book is not in first person. It threw me for that big old loop-de-loop when I sit down to read this because I was like, why come? I, I actually thought about that a little bit and I was thinking about what a difference it makes for the reader and for the experience you're having if it's if it's not coming from I, like it's not coming from first person. Yeah. It, 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 it disconnects you a little bit even more from the story. It's more yeah. like an outsider perspective and makes it feel like I think in a way more like um, – like a morality tale or like a fairy tale, some yeah. sort of like outside perspective why. on it, as opposed to like I'm invested in this. This is happening to me, to us right now. Maybe that's why because Todd it takes is, a seat back. It doesn't feel as personal. As yeah, Todd books. is such an unlikable. This is what this really is like. Is a Tales from the Crypt episode. It is. It's it's very it's very close to Tales you know what I mean because you kind of watch this Tales from the Crypt Keeper even. You- this messed up stuff kind of happen but you you don't you're not necessarily rooting for Todd no. you know what i mean because yeah. i didn't think about this book as an having an unlikable protagonist i did immediately actually when i was reading interesting it. And i it want to feels, talk about all it that it feels different from the, any of the books we've read so far it does far. feel different and i'm not nuts about it Let's, why why does it feel different to you i think essentially because of the third personness of it and because um like I said, we're just being redundant now, but like because he's not a likable dude. Do okay, you know what I mean? well, let's like, talk about him. His name's Todd. He is obsessed with worms. You guys know that probably have figured that out by this point. Uh-huh, go eat them. And he has this worm farm in his basement, and he has a sister. Same. Right. He has a sister, Regina, and they never comment they. Arlstein never says if he's younger or old. She's younger or older, which I really? think is interesting. Which makes me think, are they fraternal twins? Oh, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Mm. Are we fraternal twins? Yes. But they never say it's my younger sister, my older sister. I thought that was interesting. Anyway. Th- I'm main- just assuming younger because of the TV episode. I'm assuming so so too, but who knows? So Todd, his sister Regina, her best friend Beth, and his best friend Danny. Um, Todd and Danny love to make people scream with their worms. <laughs> Same. So, oh, and if if you think there's going to be a shortage of terrible sexual in- innuendo in this episode, you're dead wrong. I didn't p- I didn't pick up Oh, I didn't pick up on any of those actually. Do you know what type of worms that Todd likes? What? Arlstein says he likes them long and purple and kind of fat and squishy. <laughs> See, no, I I never even went there. I went there. I went no. there and back. No, I didn't even go there. I was reading this from a pure pure yeah, I'm a terrible person. Purell. Todd, it, t- so let's, I, I want to set what they look like, all right? Yeah. Todd. Set it, then forget it. <laughs> Todd has a serious expression, uh-huh. dark brown eyes under short, wavy brown hair. But you never see his hair because. Because it's under a silver and black Raiders cap, which I think is a sports team. I have no idea. I, I know, uh, I, the only Raiders I remember are the ones from The Lost Ark. Are you Mr. Raider? Are you Mr. Wrong?
and see what raiders are. They like raid, you know, they, they raid graves. Are they pirates? They're tomb raiders. Are you serious? I don't know if I'm making a joke. Okay, cool. It's Tomb Raider. The it's it's the black and silver is it's their mascot is is Angelina Jolie. Angelina Jolie got them big ass titties. Oh, okay. It's kind of like a, a pirate. It's a piratey um, eye patch sort of rugby helmet. Yeah, it's a pirate rugby player. The Oakland Raiders. Oakland. Okay, cool. So back to the book. Anyway, so he's always wearing that that cap, and Arlstein says he's tall and skinny as a worm. Lol. Danny is his best friend. What kind of what kind of color? What kind of cake you think that is? What kind of cake you think that is? What kind of ha- color hair do you think Danny has? I don't know. Red hair. Danny has a chubby round face, curly red hair, and a goofy grin. Lol. I was. I Dan and I were on a plane recently, and I was rereading. I was rereading. I was reading for the first time Arl Stein's newest book, which is a Fear Street book as of January 2016, called The Lost Girl. And you better believe you got a redhead in there. You better believe. You know it. So, so Todd has ever, built ever or is building a worm house for the science expo that's coming up, and uh-huh. it's like a little house that he American built. Horror Story worm house. <laughs> It's a house that he cut in half so you could see a family of orbs crawling from room to room. Like, it's an actual house. I gave this some thought, but then I gave up halfway through thinking of what this would actually look I like. I gave it absolutely zero thought okay, of what cool. it would look like. That's unlike you, but okay. It is unlike me. And Danny Danny is doing a, a, a map of the solar system with balloons. So And Reggie and Beth are working on this robin, which we'll get into in a second. Anyway, the book starts off with, it's rained the night before, and Todd and Danny are digging for worms. And where, you, where they dig for worms is behind the s- second base on the softball diamond. And that's where you can find the freshest worms. They do that after lunch during school. And so they're digging for worms, and the earth starts Uh trembling whenever you're around. Oh, Oh, baby, baby. I don't know the rest. I only know the Mandy Moore version. That's how I know it is the Mandy Moore version. Anyway, the earth starts trembling under their feet. The sky comes tumbling down. It starts, the earth starts trembling and rumbling, and they hear a cracking noise in the earth, and it feels, it sounds like it's getting closer, so they run. Uh Uh-huh. And they run into the lunchroom and scream, earthquake, earthquake. There's an earthquake happening outside, and everybody's like, yeah, right. Help. That's, that's. It's such a dumb joke. And so that's the first big, like, scare of the book. And it's like, what is going on? They go over to Regina and Beth, who are sitting and talking about their science project, which is, again, this robin. It's this huge, lifelike robin made out of papier-mâché. Yeah, it's made out of papier-mâché. Made out of papier-mâché. I remember reading this as a tiny, tiny baby, not not knowing what papier-mâché was, and still not completely sure. Isn't it like wet newspaper shoved together to make a sticky paste of papier-mâché? That's exactly what it is. Okay, then I do know what it is. So they're they're worried that the that their Christopher Robin, their Robin that they're making, is that his head is too big. And I said, I'm not worried. Woo! I don't get it. I don't know. You know, like penis or whatever. Ew. And uh, ew. Go eat worms. Go eat dicks. Well, that's what Regina says. Regina says they're like, oh, who cares about your stupid Robin? There's an earthquake outside. They're like, chill out. Go eat worms. I Regina think go says. eat worms is such a fun phrase. It I is. think it's such a great idea. And it's a great book title. As she well. says it like tw- 10 times a day. The, the book says drink. And, and, um, 
Todd says, well, Beth is already eating worms because Beth is sitting there, sitting there eating. She has chicken noodle soup. Yeah. Which, if anyone knows me, they know that chicken noodle soup makes me feel sick. Yeah, Daniel makes, uh, it makes Daniel feel fistically sick. Now I know I'm going to be sick. Now I know I'm going to be sick. So, uh, they make this, I don't know, any, there's some stupid thing where they make a bet about... Um, I bet there's already a worm in your soup. And Beth's like, no, there's not. And then Todd takes a, pulls a worm out of nowhere and plops in the, the soup and says, see, told you there was a worm in your soup. Lol. Uh, and then they look outside and see that there's something outside by second base. No, it can't possibly be, possibly be Patrick McKay, can it? It's Patrick McKay. He's digging up worms behind second base. Patrick McKay is, sli- is a slim, good-looking boy with wavy blonde hair and blue eyes who moved to Ohio. Ohio um, from Pasadena, Pasadena, California. This book takes place in Ohio. Yeah. And he Paul is. Paul loves Pasadena and he loves Ohio. And he loves students of, of William, William Tecumseh Sherman Middle School. Matthew was reading the, this book on the plane and, and, and leaned over to me and laughed and pointed out the, of the, pointed out the name William Tecumseh. Whatever. Don't you pronounce it Tecumseh? I think you do pronounce it that way. And I was laughing about it too. And then, lo and behold, I'm on Instagram a day later, and I see that one of my friends went to a high school that was called Tecumseh High School. What? Yeah. William Tecumseh Sherman Middle School? Hilarious. So Patrick is this rich kid, and he's digging worms. And Todd is like, what is he doing out there? That's my spot. That's my spot to That's dig up. That's my worm spot. And Regina's like, oh, that's Patrick. He's in my class. And he's doing a project about worms for the science expo. And Todd's like, I don't think so. Worms are my territory. So he goes out. He runs out to go confront Patrick, runs into Miss Grant on the way, and ends up getting, like, detention, knocking spaghetti all over her shoes. Oh, no. Poor, poor Miss Geist. Poor Miss Grant. And he's about to confront uh, Patrick, when the bell rings. Oh no, as the bell rings. It's all right, because I'm saved by the. And then it starts ra- raining, and he's like, Patrick, Patrick, what are you doing? Tell me, tell me about this project. And Arl Stein corners him and is like, tell me about your worm project or and, else. And Arl Stein says that Patrick smiles and shows him about 300 perfect white teeth. I like that. I like that too. And he says, oh, I'll tell you about a project. I'm teaching worms how to fly. <laughs> <laughs> And, he's, and, and Todd stops and goes, not funny. Tell me what the project is. But before he can, they hear that rumbling again. Oh, no, that rumbling that and muffled a tumbling. Roar, that loud cracking noise. And he says, run, run for your life. So, crack so later that afternoon in the garage, Regina's working on Christopher Robin, clumps of papier-mâché falling everywhere. She's oh, trying no, to, all this sticky newspaper shoved together to make le papier-mâché. And, and it's... It, She's trying to smooth out his beak. Same. And she teases Todd about the earthquake, and he was like, you don't understand there was an earthquake today twice. And she's... <laughs> sure, Todd. <laughs> <laughs> and she says, he says, you know Patrick. Tell me, you t- he's in your class. Tell me about the worm project. What is his project? And she says, I don't know. And he says, please, please give me his address. <laughs> So I can go to his house and ask him. Gross. And she says, it can't be better than mine. It can't be better than mine. And he says, if you you tell me his address, I won't put a fat purple worm down your back. And she says, fine. It's 100 Glen Cove. It's a big mansion. And then he puts the worm down her back anyway. Uh, I saw that one coming when I was reading that book. I was like, Todd's going to be a little bitch and he's going to shove that. that, uh, Oh, you're a little bitch, aren't you? Yeah, you're being a little. Do, Do worms gross you out? 
Um, no. In fact, I used to. I I went through a phase of really liking worms. For I a nothing while. worms. I don't. I like worms. I liked Earthworm Jim a whole lot. Remember Earthworm Jim? I was so really was into Earthworm Jim. He was Jim. just a dirt-eating, chewy link of worm flesh that came okay, to a crashing end. <laughs> big muscles and his really big ray gun. Jim is still an earthworm, but then he's the only one with a super suit to make him really super strong. Jim can be a winner if we only sing a lot. Earthworm Jim. We think he's mighty fine. Earthworm Jim. A hero for all time. I was really, really, really into that. So I was cool with that. Remember that action figure and you'd press a button on his back and the, he would sh- the, his worm, worm head would shoot out of his body? Yeah. Snaps if you know what the hell we're talking about. Oh. I remember thinking, we've had worms before in Goosebumps, sort of, in Stay Out of the Basement in the television episode. Do you remember that where they lift up the bed? Yes. And there's all those Just watched it. Just watched worms. it the other day, yeah. Praise. It's kind of a scream fest, that part. Yeah, it is. For some reason, just that moment of worms in Stay Out of the Basement is scarier and grosser than anything that I see in the episode of Go Eat Worms. I'm going to I'm gonna um, challenge that. Because of that one part? Yes, we'll get to that. Okay. Uh, we will get to that. So that night, Danny and Todd decide to ride over to Patrick's house and ask him about his project or whatever. Knock, knock. What's your project? Weird. So he lives in this big, dark neighborhood. His house is the only one in the block. It's enormous. It's a mansion. It's set back, the, by, back way back from the street, surrounded by woods. There's no lights on it. So he's like, no one's home. And Todd c- comments, he's like, this place seems like a real dump, a real wreck of a place. And when I was reading this, I was like, is he being sarcastic? That's what I thought, too. I had the exact same thought. I thought it was sarcasm because the house was so big. But then I guess... We don't get a, a, a real clear, actual, physical description of Of the any house. of what's about to happen. I had to go back and read this section twice because I was so confused by it. I was like, is this a really nice place and nobody's home? Or is this like a dilapidated old house? She wants to go home, but nobody's home. <laughs> that's where she... Hi- well, God, that's where she hides. Broken inside. She wants to go that song a couple months ago Ooh, i want to have another moment with it Ooh, so good she's wearing that mullet wig in that video oh yeah um, she is we're talking about april levine you guys yeah we is so they try the doorbell nobody answers they go around the side to see if they can peek in and as they're going around the house they hear a growl and see a creature running towards them with evil red glowing eyes maybe it's the same big big black giant dog that they saw in you can't scare me that we never got any explanation about well, did that dog have evil red glowing eyes? Probably. I always listen. There's always a thing for it with me about when Arl Stein says, "Are the eyes actually glowing red eyes, or, or is, is it? Ju- just, are we just saying that? Yes. Are they really physically, literally glowing? And like, I know you, and you make the choice to take it literally. Well, yes. I remember reading a book one time, reading the adaptation of Nightmare Before Christmas, like the actual book. And there's a moment where in the book it says Jack Skellington's eyes, Jack Skellington's eyes fell on a, an ornament on the table. And I couldn't get past that sentence for the rest of my whole life because I was like, his eyes fell. And I kept picturing, I was like, his eyes, he doesn't have eyes. So how would his eyes fall? And I didn't understand that it was like just a phrase, a figure oh. of speech. And I... I like um I like my things literal like my man. Yeah. Like just I want it just give it to just give it to me. Yeah. I'm all up for some flowery dialogue or whatever, but if 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 you want to glow then glow. You yeah. Know? If you want to glow. Like I I I want it to glow. Yeah. But I have a hard time. Yeah. 
So Todd backs up against the side door and it falls open. And he and if Danny. If you're gonna glar, then glar. Sorry. And D- Danny and Todd fall into the house because the door just falls open. Oh, fall into you. And the dog attacks the door. They close the door. The dog attacks the door. And he's huge with red eyes. And I'm like, what is going on? And we don't get a reference to that for the rest Never. of the Never. They look around the kitchen. They see that the kitchen is, you know, it's completely dark. There's no lights on. It's completely. Someone's in the kitchen with Dinah. Someone's in the kitchen, I know. Someone's in the kitchen with Dinah. <laughs> that was great. So the the kitchen's completely bare and covered in a thick layer of dirt. And Todd's like, maybe they were decorating. I'm at this point, I'm like, they ain't in the right house. Bitch. I know. Use your brain. The Lord gave you a brain. Now ooze it. You're a princess of the throne. Yeah, use it, Aduba. So <laughs> congratulations on your nomination. Yes. They look around. The dining room is bare too. They walk in the living room and they see a figure in the living room, hunched over. This is what I had to read two times to this make, is it, what make he- it make it make sense. This is what I had to read two times to make it, make it, make it make sense. So there's decaying green flesh. The figure has decaying green flesh, sunken eyes, and a toothless grin. Same. And I'm I'm reading this like, where is this going? I didn't understand it. So they scream and run out of the house. And that's it, you guys. What? I know. Twa? In the morning, Todd wakes up and overhears Regina laughing to herself in her room, lolling, I guess, on the phone about how she's like, I sent Todd and Danny to the wrong house, the old Fossgate mansion, (laughs) where those kids threw that Halloween party and they left that dummy with that weird mask in the window. This is where I was confused. Was there a dummy outside the house looking through a window into the house so they would see it when they were in the house? No. Or was the dummy propped up to look out the front window and they came around at an angle where they saw the front of its face. No, I think this was a dummy sitting in the living room by the window. Okay. Inside the house, just still sitting there. I also think it's a waste of a couple chapters and has nothing to do with the story. I do feel like they needed to have some... He needed to have some kind of scares in this scareless, essentially scareless book, and that was why that was there. I think maybe he, we needed this in order for Todd to get angry enough to feel like he needed to do something bad to Regina. Oh, are you saying he's about to do something bad to Regina? Yes, I am saying that. Now here we go. So she opens the door, doesn't know he's been listening, and she's like, how was it last night? And he said, oh, we didn't even go. We went to Danny's instead. And played Vidja games. And then he says to himself... In third person, if she wants to play games, he's got something for her. Want to play games? Want to come play games? I'm calling your your mother. mother. So the next day is that science expo, right? Yeah. And whoever wins gets a big computer. Oh, I want a big one. A real big one. (laughs) (laughs) It's crazy crowded. Mrs. Sanger is- Mrs. Sanger. Mrs. Sanger is in charge. She directs Todd to where his table, where his worm house is going to be. And then- Worms on- And then there's one, I thought this was really funny. There's a loud crash and then she runs off screaming. Was that the acid? Was that the acid? That's one of those what the fuck moments in this book. It's like, huh? This whole science, this whole, this whole next bit is so ridiculous. ridiculous. It's ridiculous. So So take me to the expo. You you can catch me at the hot spot. Oh gosh. Foxy Brown. Yeah, you heard me. May she rest in peace. Yeah. Is Is she out with us? No, she's still here. Okay, cool. But I hope she's resting. Yeah, same. So... So the science expo is absolutely nuts. Danny has this piddly old balloon solar system. Saturn's rings are falling off. Pluto has popped. Same. And Mrs. Sanger comes over and 
with Patrick and is like, here, you're going to be sharing a I've table. I've got Patrick. I'm sharing a table with Todd. And this is Patrick's science expo project, you guys. He has built a worm skyscraper. skyscraper. That's six feet tall. What? With a wooden elevator? Like, what is this? This don't make no sense. Like, he showed up wearing no tie. Like, this is as implausible as that hamster wheel thing from Monster Blood 2. Yeah. The wheel or whatever that this was This is where it's called. getting a little lazy because like, this doesn't make any sense This is the fourth book with a science fair? Which were the other ones? No, Haunted third. Mask. Haunted Mask. Monster Blood 2 in this. This is the third book with a yeah, yeah. at the science fair. Yeah. Science Expo. Whatever. So Todd is obviously devastated by this huge skyscraper. His house looks terrible compared to it. And he says to Patrick, you can go eat worms. <laughs> Cute. Yeah, that's quiche. So he's ups- Todd is upset, but he gets really happy when he sees that the three judges have made their rounds and are and, it- and they're about to be uh, come up to Reggie and Beth's Christopher Robin. Yeah. And one of the judges asks Reggie, oh, what's this string? She's a plump young woman in a yellow vest. Asks, what's this string? And Reggie and Beth are like, what string? And the judge is like, oh, there's a string coming from this bird's mouth. And the, the judge pulls the string, and the mouth flops open, and 30 fat purple worms flat, fall out on one of the judge's heads. Falls, oh. falls out on his head. Oh. And the audience freaks out. There's an audience of people in the bleachers just watching the expo. Yeah, and everything's spread out. And they start before. freaking out and saying, uh, one kid says, gross, that's so gross. Here's my thing. How did Regina and Beth not notice a long dangly string coming from Christopher Robin's mouth when they... Christopher Robin's mouth when they were pu- pu- they were putting like the, ro- I'll the never, Robin out. I'll never not notice a long dangly string. No, that's true. It, I'll doesn't, never make, it not. doesn't make any sense. And Reggie immediately blames it on Todd, and Todd laughs. That's because Todd did In it. front of the judges and everyone, Todd laughs. goes, I thought he looked hungry, so I fed him. And then give he and Patrick high-five each other? It's just, it, whatever. What a bunch of trash. See, this is why I don't like Todd Barstow. You're right. I don't like him either. So... He, 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 there's this little moment where, where Alstein writes that Todd begrudgingly accepts the high five and said, but he, but Todd d- doesn't mean Todd wants to be friends with Patrick. He still wants Patrick to eat worms. <laughs> so anyway, they announced the winner of the, 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 the expo and the grand and the winner, winner is, is Danny Fletcher and his balloon solar system. What? Like, what is that? I don't know. Like the tear and everyone, like everyone's like, what is going on? Reggie shoves Todd because she's so angry about not winning and about messing up her chances or whatever. And she says, apologize. And he says to go eat worms. And she says, go eat worms. And he grabs one. This is fucking ridiculous. He grabs a worm from somewhere and says, here, have some dessert. And like tries to shove it in her face. Yeah. And Reggie shoves Todd against his table and they knock over Patrick's skyscraper. Shatters. Now the skyscraper topples over at six feet tall. How did they get it on that table? I don't know. And it knocks on, it lands on the table next to them, which is where there's a, which is a project called liquids and gases. And that liquids and gases project shatters into no a girl screamed that's liquids liquids and gases look out it's liquids and glasses it's liquids and gases it's gonna explode it's gonna blow up and that's a chapter break like help help it's gonna everybody out someone yelled everybody out it's going to blow up so this is the chapter 13 
No one was hurt in the explosion. Some strange gases escaped, and it smelled pretty weird in the gym for a while. A lot of worms went flying across the room, and there was a lot of broken glass to be cleaned up, but it was a minor explosion. Todd told his parents later, really, no big deal, he said. I'm sure everyone will forget all about it in five or ten years. And then the story moves on. What? What? Strange Oh no, it's liquids and glasses. Fuck, why can't I say that? It's liquids and gases. It's liquids and gases. It's liquids and gases. Now I can say it. Real world road rules challenge. Real world road rules challenge. Real Real world world road road rules rules challenge. challenge. Real world road rules challenge. So a few days later, Todd is bringing a carton of worms down to his basement. And, excuse me, Reggie and Beth are down there playing ping pong. (laughs) And... This is Sanger. And they're talking about the expo or whatever, and they're pissed about it. And Todd's like still laughing about it, which he should have been punished for that. That's I know, terrible. punish. Punish. He says, Want to see something cool? He takes out a pocket knife and cuts a worm in half. Yeah, that's cool. And both ends crawl away. And he says, Look, it's two worms. And Reggie and Beth are like, Well, Look at those other worms. They're watching you. They're getting angry. Immediately, they reference like these three worms that are poking out with like they back broke, watching Todd, thinking, oh no. He has like a tank of worms, and they're the three have poked up their little heads and are watching him. And they're like, they're angry at you. They're watching you. And Todd's like, ha, stop it. And then he sees that more keep poking their heads out of the dirt. And he says, are they watching me? Are uh, they? Uh, uh. So the next morning, he comes downstairs and he hears he's wearing a he's wearing faded jeans and a long navy t-shirt down to his knees. Hot sex. So at breakfast, Reggie's sitting there with her dark brown single braid. Ew. And she's arguing with her mom because they always argue. That's just how it is in the house. She always wakes up to them arguing mom and Regina. Oh, man. And the mom's like, sit down for breakfast, Todd. He says, I can't. I've got to go. And she says, but you haven't brushed your hair. And he says, doesn't matter. I'm wearing my Raiders cap. And then he looks and it's not it's not on the hook in the hallway like it always is. And mom says, I can't believe they let you wear that hat all day and don't care. And Reggie says, only real grunges wear caps. And, the mom, and mom says, is your brother a grunge? I thought that was so funny. It was really, really funny. It made he me tries smile. To, he tries to find the, the hat. It's on the floor of his room. And he's like, huh, I don't remember leaving it there. And he puts it on and feels something weird. What could it possibly be? And then he takes it off and looks in the mirror and sees that he has fat worms wriggling through his hair. Ew, worm hair. Sick. So he runs downstairs and says, Reggie, tail. How, why did you put worms in my hat? She says, it wasn't me. He says, who did it, Dad? Do you think Dad filled my cats, my filled up my cap with worms before he went to work? And, then, and the three of them laugh. And then all three and laugh, laugh and laugh and laugh and s- they laugh so hard. <laughs> so anyway, Todd decides to sit down and eat some cereal. And Reg- okay. Reggie's like, you probably put the worms in the hat yourself. He says, no, I didn't. And he says, oh, and, and t- I thought this was funny. Todd says, oh, that's good. That's good. <laughs> Why would I do that? And then Reggie screams because she sees that there's a fat purple worm floating on top of the milk. Oh, no, in her milk. Sick. Ew. I'm saying sick because of milk, not because of the worm. <laughs> so that day at school, Todd is thinking about the worms and thinking about Reggie. And he tells Danny about it. And they both decide it, it had to have been Regina. And then they're sitting and talking about how Dawkins fell off his chair. And then, yeah. And then Dawkins landed on his head. And how Dawkins can't stay on a chair. And, oh, Dawkins. Oh, that's just Dawkins. Yeah. And, so, oh, they're at, lo- they're at lunch, by the way. And Todd notices a funny taste in his peanut butter and jelly and opens it and sees that there's a worm in his peanut butter. So, basically, for the next 200 pages, he's just finding worms in different places. Sick. So, he goes to Reggie, confronts Reggie, and says, 
that was sick. And it says that he could still taste the faintly sour flavor of the worm. Could he could st- even still feel its soft, squishy body between his teeth. It made his teeth itch. It made them itch. It made them twitch. I love that sentence, though. So he goes looking for her to confront her at lunch. And he walks by, and Dawkins and a few guys ask <laughs> Todd to join a kickball game. He can't find her anywhere. And then he finds her in the shade of a corner of a building talking with Beth and Patrick McKay. Oh, wow. Laughing and laughing. And he overhears Beth saying, so Todd doesn't know you're doing it. And Patrick says, no, Todd doesn't know. He doesn't know I'm doing it. So Todd realizes, it's been Patrick. It's been Patrick all along. I knew it was Patrick. And he says, I know what you've been doing with the worms. And Patrick says, uh, what? I'm over worms. I'm into I- comic books now. And he holds up a large piece of construction paper <laughs> that sh- is a comic strip that says The Adventures of Todd the Worm. <laughs> and he's drawn this comic strip like that's supposed to be Todd. And it's a worm with, a, with wavy brown hair and a t- raider's cap. And that's what they were just talking about. And Patrick was saying that Todd doesn't even know I'm doing it. And by doing it is making his construction paper comic strip called Todd, Adventures of Todd the Worm. So Todd accuses Reggie for the 89th time that I know it was you. And she says, it wasn't me. I didn't put a worm in your sandwich. I know I'm going to be sick. So later... Todd and Danny are dig and dig and dig and diggity dig and dig. It's from Pocahontas. Yes, I know. They're digging behind second base for more worms because they all- go. To, and then and then Todd and Danny go to second base. And then Todd and Danny are going to second base for more worms. They're just going at it, and and because all Todd's worms seem to be disappearing, and they hear that rumbling again, and that crackling, and that trembling, and they're like, "It's another earth- earthquake. We got to tell." But no one ever believes us. Maybe it's a sinkhole. Oh no, go eat earthquakes and. And t- Danny says, it's probably, I don't know, it is, it must be a sinkhole then. And Todd screams at Danny and says, stop trying to scare me, Danny. I've, I've got, got enough, enough problems without worrying about, about sinkholes. <laughs> Same. <laughs> so, Friday morning, Friday morning next, Todd finds three worms in his backpack. Count him three. And an hour later, he finds a, a mass of long purple, purple worms crawling around near the binding of his matchbook between the pages. His math book. That's a typo. Oh, his matchbook. His math book tr- ca- crawling between the pages. And Mr. Hargrove says, I think we saw enough of your worms at the a science Net expo. Hargrove. <laughs> at the science expo. I know you're attached to them, but do you have to bring them to math class? Oh. And Danny says, yeah, Todd's saving them for lunch. Go eat worms. So Drink. anyway, that night, Todd has dinner at Danny's. They play video games. They go. He goes home and watches Star Trek. Ew. And he realizes he's feeling so relaxed. Oh, yeah. And he's like, why am I feeling so good right now? <sighs> I think I'm going to treat myself. He says it's because I haven't thought about the worms. Mm. Yeah. I haven't thought about those worms. Yeah. So he gets into bed, and he feels something squirmy on his face. And he gets up, and he pulls a fat worm off that was dangling on his face and turns on the light, and there are worms on his shirt and his pillow and his sheets. Oh, my gosh. He's a lady in the street and a worm in the sheets. And he screams for Reggie. Mrs. Barster runs in and says, she she isn't even here. She's in a sleepover with baths. So she says, we'll have it a dis- can't be ragey now. He says, we'll have a discussion about it in the morning, but you need to put those worm backs, but worms back. Take a bath and change your pajamas. Take a bath. So Todd brings him back down to the basement and talks to them for a while, apologizing to them and says, he's sorry. Please leave me alone. Yeah. Sorry, worms. Do you forgive me? And he's, he talks very quietly because he's uncomfortable with himself and he keeps expecting mom or Reggie to jump out and say, April fool. 
So Todd lays in bed and he's so tired, but he can't sleep because he keeps because Arl stands. He keeps Arl, puzzling about. He keeps worms. puzzling about the worms. Yeah, she's goggling at them and puzzling about them, and his eyes fell on the worms. So he decides to slink into the bath. Oh yeah, sink into the pink. And he gets into the tub and he hears a mmm, I love a good ball. And he hears a plop, plop out of the faucet. Ew. And he says, did I leave it on? And then he, this is after the bathroom's full, by the way. And he, he, the bath's full. He's laying in there getting his life. Bath to, salts. And he hears a plop, plop, plop. And he sees that worms, one, two, then three, then four, are plopping out of the faucet and sinking to the tub. Ew. And then they tub start thumping. And then they start to shoot out of the faucet and come and come tumbling down the walls, filling up the tub. Yeah, this one, this gets crazy. And he tries, he tries to get out of the bathtub, but his hand keeps his hands keep slipping and dipping on the worms. So I want to read this out loud. He could feel their wet grasp, hundreds of tiny prickles as they held him tightly and tugged him down, down into the churning water. <laughs> they plopped onto his head, crawled over his face, dangled from his quivering shoulders. This is naughty. Covered him, covered him, and continued to rain down, to pour down and pull him down with them into their into the wriggling dark sea of warm, wet <laughs> worms. <laughs> That's nasty. That's nasty, naughty. Tonight I'll be your naughty girl. I'll be your nasty, naughty girl. So he splashes Tonight, around. I'm calling all my girls. So he's splashing around in the brown water as the worms take Ooh, him over. True brown. Kylie's lip kit. <laughs> Candy Dolce. <laughs> so, so like you didn't ask for it for Christmas. <laughs> Where's my lip kit? <laughs> So he looks around. True brown. (laughs) Drown in brown. Promise. So he looks around and realizes the water is completely clear and the worms are gone and he'd fallen asleep in the tub. Again, the scariest parts in the books are the nightmares. It was all disgusting, nasty dream. And he he says, you know what? I'm done. And, and we don't know what this is because I've come up with a plan to figure out what's going off the worms, but I'll have to wait till Sunday night. It's also the stupidest fucking plan I've ever heard it's of my terrible. entire life. So anyway, we sort of spend the weekend with Todd. He likes visits his cousin, sees some dumb movie, whatever. So Sunday, we get to Sunday night. He waits till his parents go to sleep, and then you guys wait to hear this plan. This is his plan, okay? Tell so them, Daniel. He, <gasps> he go. goes down into the basement, and he try he tries to be quiet, but okay, okay, he okay. goes down the basement this and stumbles down the stairs and bumps into the ping pong t- ping pong table. Uh huh. And and then he decides, all right, he's gonna hide and watch the worms. Okay, that's his plan. He's gonna wait till Sunday night. Yeah, I've got a plan. It's good. It's all this whole thing. I'm gonna sit and wait to look at worms. So nothing happens. Of course. And then he hears someone coming down the stairs. Oh no, it's the worms. He, it's the worms coming down the stairs. And he realizes whoever's coming down the stairs is going to be the person that's been putting the worms in the places, right? Here we go. And it's it's his dad. My dad. With a baseball bat. Oh, no, with a baseball bat. And he's like, dad? And he's like, oh, I heard a bang down here. Let's go bang. bang. And I thought it was flash, a burglar. Flash. And then mom. Story. Never mind. Anyway. The mom shows up, and then the dad says... She's like, what's going on down here? He's like, I thought it was a burglar, but everything's fine. It's just the worms again. It's just the mask again. He says, I've had enough of this, Todd. You need to dump out all your worms in the garden tomorrow, and that is final. Yes, God. 
So Todd goes upstairs. He's angry, disappointed because he realizes he's not going to be able to solve the mystery of the worms with his genius plan. And he punches and he punches and he punches. He punches his pillow. So the next morning it rains really hard. And Todd gets his trapper keeper out of his locker. That's real. I got my entire life with that. And he goes to talk to Danny in the hallway. And he hears Reggie and Beth laughing right around the corner. you hear what I hear? The book's almost over, you guys. So we're gonna. So he overhears them, and this is the conversation they're having right around the corner. I'll be Regina. You'll be the little shop around the corner. So he has to dump out all those gross worms today. Isn't that awesome? Regina was gleefully telling back. Just read the dialogue. Awesome. Todd is such a jerk. Did he really think the worms were crawling upstairs on their own? Did he really think they were coming to get him? Yeah, I think he did. (laughs) Oh, we're switching people. And he says, um. So today's the last day. Did you put any worms in his stuff? Only two. Mom gave him a thermos of hot vegetable soup since it's such a nasty day. I dropped one into the thermos, and I slipped one into his jacket pocket. He's on his way to school. He'll probably stuck his hand in and found my little surprise. He probably (laughs) stuck his hand in and found my little surprise. (laughs) Same. And Beth says, and he never guessed it was you the whole time? He guessed, but I'm such a good actress. I acted shocked and totally gross-stoked. Pretty soon, he didn't know who watched to think. Some expository dialogue around yeah. the corner. It turns out I was, it was like, Reggie. you guys, I was like, the whole time it was Mr. Wood, and it wasn't Dummy, I mean, Slappy doing the whole thing. This is like one of those things where it's like, which I think is going to happen again and again, where like stuff is you think is happening supernaturally, but it's really just some bitch little friend who's doing all of it. Yes. So Todd says he decides to get her rent, and it's going to take a lot of worms. Oh, so they guess where they have to go. They have to go to second base and dig them out. So they have to go straight to second base. So he, um, <clears throat> they're going to do it, uh, it, they end up having to stay after school or whatever, Danny and Todd, because they got in a glue fight in Mrs. Travianti's art class. <laughs> whatever yeah so they go out to second base after school and the ground starts rumbling again and todd says you know what let's keep digging this always happens there's always earthquakes here and oh he <laughs> a king and i reference out of nowhere i made it already wow i made it the last episode remember no i don't no i did it i did it back in uh, for the deep trouble episode oh wow that's two episodes ago yeah anyway the ground starts shaking and it keeps shaking harder and harder and louder and louder. They hear a loud roar and a crack, and the ground opens up before them like a dark wound. Ew, I hate that. The, I'm done reading this stupid book. And R.L. Stein describes that the mud split open. Wider, wider and wider, wider, and a big tree trunk pokes out. No, it, wait. It's not a tree trunk. It's a big old worm head poking itself up out of the ground, looking at them, stretching and darting and dipping its enormous head. Todd turns to run, but he slips on the quivering mud, landing hard, hard on, on his his elbows and knees. So this big, big fat dick comes out of the comes out of the ground, wraps itself around Todd's body, and Todd says, oh "No, this, this is, is the, the mother worm. worm. She's, She's come, come up to protect, protect her babies. babies. The, the worms, worms are really getting their revenge this time." Dead. So it crushes his waist and pulls him down into the ground. Down, down, down. And a dark, <laughs> a dark shadow rolls over Todd, and everything, everything goes black. black. And now we sort of switch to Danny's perspective. This is why I was like, is this why this was a third person? So we can switch to Danny Tamborelli's point of view. Danny Travianti. 
He tries to grab Todd's legs, but the worm's pulling him down, and then a shadow follows fall, falls over them, and it's like a, like Jack Skellington's eyes falling on the ornament. And it's a huge robin bouncing over the grass toward them. Reggie and Beth were carrying Christopher Robin, but they can't see the big worm because Christopher Robin's so big they can't see beyond him, and. The worm, I guess, I mean, the Robin scares the worm, sort Because of? the worm sees a giant bird, and then the worm jerks straight up and lets go of Todd. And with, and with sickening, a sickening, sucking, sucking sound, sound, it dove, dove back, back into, into the, the mud. mud. And Todd scrambles away and says, uh, did you see that? Did you see, did you see the worm? It was huge. It was as tall as a building. And then both Reggie and Beth laugh and say, uh, uh, yeah, right. You guys, you guys just think we're really dumb. And Danny says, no, no, it grabbed Todd. It was, it, Todd, it was huge and brown and slimy. It was, it was pulling Todd down. Give us a break. Go Beth eat says. worms, Reggie says. So anyway. And they're like, whatever. So Todd shrugs and then they just head home. Might as well go home. And Todd says, I can't even believe, know if I believe it myself. So they go home. And Todd tosses all of his worms into the garden. And no, no more, more worms. worms. That's it, you guys. So there's like half a page left. Half a page left. So it's weeks later, and Danny goes over to Todd's house in the basement. Todd is working on a butterfly in a glass jar, and he's chloroforming this butterfly. Yeah. And he's like, yeah, I love butterflies. And he de- like dips a wad of cotton in chloroform, and he's like, this will kill it. And he drops the cotton ball into the jar, and the butterfly stops fluttering and dies, basically. Mm-hmm. And t- uh, Todd takes tweezers and spreads its wings out and hangs it on a board and then sticks a, a long, long pin, pin through its, its middle. middle. And Todd's like, butterflies are so gentle. It's so pretty. And Regina's like, Todd's changed a lot. He's into gross anymore. Now he's into things that are soft and beautiful. And uh, and he and Todd's like, let me show you. Let me show you, Danny, some of my beautiful butterfly specimens. So that's like his new beautiful hobby. Yeah. Then later, one night, Todd is like working at his work table or something and cries when he looks over and sees a big creature fluttering towards him, an enormous butterfly. As big as a bed sheet. Carrying an enormous silver pin. What the? That is the end of that book. That's the darkest and most fucked up thing I've ever heard. So, um, listeners, you know what we like to do. We like to read the last pa- first paragraph and last paragraph of the book to make it one short, sexy book. Okay, give me Go Eat Worms, the abridged version. Before the worms turned mean, before they slithered out to get their revenge, Todd Barstow had a great time with them. What are you going to do, Todd cried. Isn't that such a weird book, you guys? I know, it's such a fucked up ending. It's so crazy. Let's get to the goods now. Give me the goods. So so the television episode It aired on September 28th, 1996. Okay. It was season two, episode six. And this episode is filled with such great music. It has such great music that I'll be I'll be shoving a whole bunch in. There'll be a lot of clips in, in this episode squeaky, today. Squeaky, twiddly, violiny. Yeah. And now when Daniel and I went to go to the all night Goosebumps movie episode television episode marathon at the silent theater on the first weekend of October in 2015 when the Goosebumps movie came out, this was one of the episodes that we got to see on the big screen. It was such a thrill. It was such a thrill. It was so satisfying. It's such a such a great episode. It's a really, really great episode. This episode, we get rid of all the Patrick McKay stuff. We basically get rid of You stream we streamline it all. Um, it gets and, right to it. There's no, like, and we have one of the weirdest performances by a single actor in the entire Goosebumps series of the actress playing 
Todd's mother. Which I th- what I think is interesting for the TV episode. They We don't see Todd's dad at all. No. It's just Todd's mom. And I like the idea of it being like a single mom household. I do too. And she's like a lawyer and is very, very busy. She has the weirdest sort of cadence I've ever heard. And I looked her up online. She I works think she a does lot. A, I think she does a great job, but she's so strange. She's like in a different show. And a lot of it is 80 yards. So it really pulls focus. And she talks like this. Crazy about worms. Like you'll, you'll, it's I'll, I'll after the cl- 10. I'll insert literally all the clips of her talking, but um, I was looking up this actress and she worked a lot in the seventies, eighties and nineties. And this was her last television credit. And she acted one more time after this in 1997 and never acted again. Wow. Yeah, isn't that interesting? The prosecution rests. I, I, I think the actor playing Todd is really good, and the actress playing Reggie is good as well. I think I think they're good too, actually. So let's talk about the TV episode. So the TV episode starts off with a lot of worms. Yeah. We see a lot of worms, a lot of t- twinkly, cr- crinkly, slippery, sloppy worms, and... It's we 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 have Todd being a little harsher than he is in the book with the worms. Yeah, but he's genuinely kind of a friendly guy. I he feel is. like he's a likable guy that he we He is likable. But so they're getting ready for the science fair. Yeah. And he's doing an experiment with his best friend Danny. Danny is not chubby and red hair, he's black. Yeah. And and pretty good. And he's great. I think he's just fine. There's an X-Files reference which I love in this yeah. episode. And and their their experiment together is basically going to be how to just how, like how worms can survive anything. How worms can survive anything. Different surface, rough surfaces, temperatures, um, being cut in half. That's their science project. It's not a worm house. It's like t- basically torturing worms. Worms are nature's perfect creatures. They aerate the soil, recycle waste, and they, and they gross out girls when you drop them down their backs. Come on, Danny. If we want to win first prize in the science fair, we've got to be scientific about this. So uh, what's your plan? We're going to prove that worms can survive just about anything. Heat, cold, stretching, even cutting them right. in half. And Reggie is also making, you know, they don't call it Christopher Robin in the TV episode, but a, a Robin. And Beth and I are going to cream you at the science fair. So we're, we get the, like, real fast, like, exposition, well done. And almost immediately, Reggie goes to, like, pick up her robin or whatever, and the robin's mouth flops open and worms fall on her. And she screams, You'll be sorry! And she says, We're gonna, she says, You're as slimy as those worms you torture, and they laugh and laugh and laugh. Well, excuse me, Dr. Wormenstein. If you guys think your stupid worm experiments are gonna be our project, you can forget it. What are you gonna do? Use dolls to act out a story from the X-Files? If you must know, Beth and I are doing the life cycle of a robin. We have a nest and eggshells and everything. Worms! Must have been something it ate. You wrecked it! I hate you! I'll get you for this time. You'll be sorry. Ooh, I'm so scared. <laughs> You're as slimy as those worms you torture. And I love that there's... They have a point of view from the worms for, in a lot of Yeah. Them. Yeah, like a there's worms this big the worm tank. tank in the basement and you see a lot of like the scenes from like it's like the worms. Yeah, and these three like kind of plastic prop worms all poke out at the same time and kind of wiggle around like periscopes and watch the whole thing. It's, it's kind of funny. So then they're at school and Danny and Todd decide to switch sandwiches or he uh, um Todd has last night's spaghetti and Danny has a sandwich, so they switch. So Danny's eating last night's sketty. And then I think Danny kind of really overreacts here, and it's kind of amazing and funny. Yeah, they're just talking about worms and eating whatever. And there's a worm in Danny's sp- 
spaghetti and he eats it. Yeah. And spits it out and goes, oh, sick, and flips out you on You and your t- stupid worms. Flips out on Todd and he's like, why would you do that? You wanted me to eat these worms? And Todd's like, no, I well, wouldn't Why do would I do that? You're my best friend. And he goes, not anymore. Gross. Is this supposed to be funny? I didn't do it. Sure, that's why you wanted to swap? You and your stupid jokes. Why would I? You're my best friend. Not anymore. Danny, I didn't do it. And he says, it must have been Reggie. So the next, that night or whatever, we see Todd's room. We and see, which is hilariously set dress because I think it looks so, wh- it looks it's, so crappy. But it's so wildly over the top, filled with anything huge, like huge worms, worm posters, little squiggly worms hanging from the ceiling, worm Stuff drawings, that, worm paintings. Like worm tubes. It doesn't even look like worms. You get like a 360 look at this like pathetic stupid bedroom. and like So many worms. And the mom kind of comes in. She's like, oh, it's gotten worse. And I think there's this ridiculous moment where you see hands reach up behind her shoulder and like grab her and it's like a jump scare. Yeah. And Todd is like, oh, sorry, mom. I thought you were Reggie. I'm like, what? Your six foot tall mom with her shoulder pads? Doesn't make any sense. Like, what are you talking about? And <laughs> she basically says, you know, we'll, we'll put in all the dialogue, basically. Yeah. It's, it's such ridiculous, such ridiculous dialogue. I like you seeing, I like to see you getting your protein, but this is going a bit far. They, she talks, they talk about basically how, Crazy about how un- unfair it was to mess up you know reggie's bird reggie's bird well we forgot to mention that when the worms fall out of the mouth the the bird drops and the the wing breaks yeah so she basically the mom says basically like coming in saying you you better fix regina's bird or or no science fair or whatever and he's like that's not fair and she's like try me the prosecution rests sorry mom i thought you were reggie lucky for her it was me you two still at war she tried to poison me. Oh, she did not. If worms were deadly, you'd be long gone by now. Then how are those worms getting my lunch? Well, it wasn't me. I like to see you getting your protein, but that's going a bit far. Very funny. You know what's not funny? What you did to her, Robin. She and Beth worked really hard on that thing. It's not like I totally wrecked it. Not for lack of trying. And you're going to fix it, aren't you? You've already put me on trial and found me guilty. You wouldn't let a judge treat your client like that, would you? If you were my client, I'd tell you to plead insanity. Crazy about worms. I just think they're cool, that's all. I know, but you should have some other interests. There's a whole big world of really disgusting things out there just waiting to be discovered. Fix the bird. Oh, no science fair. No way. Try me. The prosecution rests. Now hit the sack, worm boy. It's after. T- so that night we see worms basically. We see this sort of like a re- rewound shot of like worms crawling out of the tank into the pipes of the house. Yeah. Like these sick, filled with worm poop pipes. Yeah, there's like these little bits of like wet dirt and stuff that's like basically worm poop everywhere. So when we, and we follow these pipes up into Todd's room and he is sleeping on, his pillow is covered with worms. Yeah. And this actor shoves his mouth and face into he these does. worms. He does. He like, he rolls his face over into this mound of, of worm poop and rubs his face in it. And then he wakes up and is like, and Bleh. screams. And then he sees that worms are covered over his tootsies, like poop worms all over his tootsies. Worm was on his bed. So he screams and screams and screams. And he says, Reg, and his mom runs in. He says, is Reggie. Look what Reggie did. And she says, she's not Reggie even here. here. She's in a sleepover. Bam. 
She's not even here. She's gone to sleep over at Beth. And she says, clean up the worms. And so he begrudgingly cleans up the worms, puts them in a jar, and this is the shot I was talking about. Yes, there's a shot where it's like the jar in the foreground through the jar, and it's, it's almost cr- a fisheye lens on this jar of worms. And I don't know whether it's sped up or what the deal is, but no, these worms are is. flopping and twisting around so fast and violently in the camera's face that it's very gross and frightening looking. It's scary. It's, yeah. They're like whipping and spinning and twisting around. And snatching and clapping. Nasty. Yeah. So, so the next day at school, Danny and Todd are talking, and Danny's still mad at Todd, and Todd's like telling, telling Danny all about the worms he'd yeah. find in place. And, and, and he says, Reggie's got mom totally snowed. Yeah, I like that. And he, and she's, and he says, worms in my bed or whatever. And Danny's response is gross. And I love that the actor's choice is to be like, like cool. Yeah. He's like, oh, that's gross. And like yeah. kind of smiles and laughs to himself. And then they're like, friendship is like back on. Yeah. He's like, well, I want to get back at Reggie and it's going to involve a lot of worms. Do you want to help me? And he it's says, like, I don't know. My mom wants me to shampoo the duck. But I should have been sleeping over. So, uh, Beth, that night, they get, oh, no, that they get their, wor- their worms from the woods in this, in this. Not, there's no diamond. There's no second base. There's no diamond in the diamond in the diamond in the rough. So, <laughs> so they're walking through the woods and so Todd is walking through the woods and runs into Beth and Reggie and they just have a little confrontation and she's, I know what you've like, I know what you've been doing. And she's like, it's not me or whatever worms in my bed. And Reggie's just ignoring Beth. That's, I what, I, that's what I always do. do. And she's, and he says, there were worms on my bed. And she says, uh, I think I'm going to be sick. The actress goes, I think I'm going to be, be sick. sick. Uh, my brother and his worms. I think I'm going to be sick. Says, yeah, they were in my food, in my bed. I'm definitely, definitely going to be, be sick. sick. And I suppose you don't know anything about those worms in my bed last night either. I'm definitely going to be sick. And then they start chanting worms. He's got worms on the brain. Worms on the brain. Worms on the brain. You're going to be very sorry. Not as sorry as you are when me and Beth cream you at the science fair. Oh, yeah? My worms will toast your stupid Robin any day. You've got worms on the brain. Just ignore it, Beth. I always do. Worms on the brain? Worms on the brain. Worms on the brain. So that night, Todd decides to go into some cat, like cartoony woods. Into the woods to find some worms. It's raining, and I've got to get them. And it's raining, and he starts sinking into the ground out of nowhere. Oh no, he falls and he stumbles into this deep neon cavern. And he falls into this cavern that's like. It's a set. It's such a set. But I'm not mad at it, really. I'm not, I'm not mad either. And he hears like this loud roaring that's so loud he has to cover his ears. You're gonna hear me roar. And he starts walking through these tunnels trying to find his way. He has a flashlight with him, by the way. And we see some worms peeping out of the ground. It goes on for a while, I think. It does. It goes a on for too a really long. long time. So on the wall in this cavern, this underwater, under, under, underground tunnel system... He sees worms have squiggled out and they have spelled out the phrase Todd, Todd we, we will, will make, make you squirm. squirm. And worms are po- poking out of the letter M and he looks down and sees that his ankle he's ankle deep in worms. Yeah. Which I think is a really frightening extra great touch. Like this all this works so much better to me and is more interesting so and So much fun. better, yes. And he falls over and there's worms everywhere. 
everywhere, everywhere, everywhere. And he managed to pull himself up and sees this huge, huge worm. So there's another, there's a big worm again, like there was in the book, but instead of it poking out of the ground during the day it's at through the, the tunnel. baseball diamond, it's coming through the tunnel like a big brown dick. <laughs> it squeezes him and it squeals and like roars. It makes like a. It looks pretty good, actually. It does look pretty it's, good. It's practical effects. It's practical. It's not, it's not digital. It's not CGI, which, which is, is so great. nice. And he managed to escape himself and push himself somehow out of the ground, like it's the end of the descent. Yeah. Like shove his body through the earth outside. Yeah. Gasping for air, and then the worm fall like pushes itself through the ground too and tries to pull him back under. Yeah. It's so hot. Yeah. <laughs> and so then all of a sudden a robin head pops out of nowhere. Go it's like, Quack! Christopher Robin goes Quack! and then scares the room where the worm screams and sucks back down to the ground. Yeah. And it's Reggie and Beth, just like the book. They're Walking coming through by the rainy woods at night. Like, a, like it's pitch black, you guys. Yeah. And they're like, did you see the giant worm? Oh, and he's like, what? A giant worm? What are you babbling about? What's he babbling about? He's, he's got, got worms, worms on, on the, the brain. brain. Worms on the brain. Worms on the lane. <laughs> He's throwing away the worms and like cleaning up the robin. Listening to some polite 90s TV hip hop. It's it's some really sexy rap. Yeah, girl. And his mom comes in and is like, I'm proud of you or whatever, sort of. And we're gonna watch a video or whatever. And she and basically, yes, he's given up on worms. So, so the very end, he's instead of b- butterflies, he and Danny are like fishing on a rainy day at the end of this pier or whatever. And he's like, I given up worms. He's like, giving up worms? That's like me giving up double cheese nachos. And so they're like, oh, worms are much, oh, you know what's even better than worms? These minnows. And so he like reach, because they're fishing, he like reaches into this like pail of minnows and picks them up and he like instructs he's, Danny to like put them on he's the like, He's the like, hook. just shove it on a hook. They don't feel anything. They're a stupid little minnow. And then we see from the water's point of view, it's there's like an echoey voice effect and you see like someone or something from the water looking up and listening to their conversation. And, and basically Todd's like, I want to do a science project about Fish. fish fish have been through everything they've it like, says the exact same thing he said about worms at the very beginning right. calling it back he's like fish are nature's perfect creatures and they then, can't feel anything and then a kind of i think this is a really dark fucked up it thing is this happens. where this is where it comes tails becomes tails in the crypt but there's too. a sandwich there just sitting on the rainy pier and it's like oh who's your sandwich is this your sandwich todd's, no, todd, todd todd says I, i'm gonna take a bite of your sandwich and and danny's like sandwich that's not my sandwich and so todd goes to take a bite of the sandwich and you see that, that there's, there's a line coming out of the sandwich and obviously and like and, and there's 
hinting, hinting that, that there's, there's a, hook. a hook in the sandwich. So and when, Todd gets yanked into the water. When he bites the sandwich, gets yanked into the water, like presumably hooked in the mouth and, and yanked body goes flying into the water. And I always thought what happens after this is like a network note. Me too. I think like so that. too. I think that's how it probably was it originally going to end. probably was originally going to end is he gets sucked into the water and it's like, no, no. And then there's this like kind of choppy slow motion footage of the water. And then there's like a voiceover of Todd. Of Todd like, talking to the fish. Like, like come underwater. on guys, let me out. Come on. Like, I'll stop. Come on. I'll please. stop torturing you guys. I'm sorry. And then please let me go. It's like, oh, and the very end of the episode, he was like, oh, thank you. Oh, you're going to make me swim back. Uh, and that's the end. And it's like this weird underwater watery voiceover. Like what? That's the end. When you think about it, fish really are nature's perfect creatures. That's what you said about worms. I know, but fish are way better. They can remember for millions of years. I mean, they can breathe underwater, survive under polar ice caps or in tropical heat. I mean, they probably don't even have to sleep. How are we supposed to make a science project out of fish? All we need is a few experiments. How long can fish live in hot water or cold water? How long can a freshwater fish survive in salt water? Stuff like that. Isn't that kind of cruel? I mean, like, making them suffer like that? Don't be such a baby. You've got to be scientific about this. Telling you fish can't feel anything. Oh, right, I got one! Easy, easy. Oh, nuts. Got away. Took my bait, too. I hope I catch one. Can't wait to start my experiment. So, uh, what are we gonna call this fish experiment? Fish. Nature survivors. I'm gonna have a bite of your sandwich, okay? My sandwich? I thought it was your sandwich. It's fantastic. If you cut the, if you literally just cut out the line of like, hey guys, let me go, and if it just ended like that, I'd be like, girl, like, this is some good shit. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I think this one's really, really fun. I really enjoyed it. I gave the book a C minus when I read it what back. Do you, and what, what do you think you'd give the TV episode? The TV episode, I'd give like a B plus. I think it's one of the. I mean, I've seen these. I, I love all the goosebumps. I love the episodes, but this this is one of the few that I have that I watch. Um, I have on my phone on my computer that I watch yeah, I have, regularly. I have it on my phone. I watch it over. I'll like put it's it like on. It's like a rainy day one. That it I is. Like it's to such watch. a rainy day good one. It's and really, the music really is phenomenal. So my vote is to skip the book if you're reading the rereading or reading the series and yeah, go ahead and just watch it. the TV show. Watch it right now. Yourself. It's a total blast. And save it for a rainy day. And it's 20 minutes and it's so much fun. You know where we're going next? We're time to go to the beach. A la piscine. Ghost beach. It's gonna start. Things are gonna start to get real. I know. Good. Ghost beach is real. I'm good. so excited. Go eat worms, you guys. Thank you so much for listening, you guys. Again, if you love us and you love this please write a review it pushes us up it helps us get us pushes more us up through the ground like the big fat worm and you know follow us on instagram or twitter and tell us or say hi like. and or if you have questions or want to give us any, tell us anything yeah. send us an email welcome to deadcast at gmail.com yeah. and That's we'll just we'll catch you guys next time we head to ghost beach okay so listen up <laughs> if you, you dare, dare.